0: The experts will be featured from all over the world, supporting you in becoming that badass divine goddess that you were born to be. Okay, you guys, so I'm super excited about this episode with Bex Borky. She is epic. She just came out with a book published by Hay House, and she's just so down to earth so easygoing another jersey girl just like me really direct and honest so i think you're gonna love this episode grab your pen and paper if you don't have it or make sure you listen to it when you can take some notes too because it's gonna be juicy and packed with so many nuggets of gold enjoy this episode welcome to the Goddess Revolution podcast. I am your host, Melane Lee, lifestyle architect, wealth and luxury mindset coach. And I'm super excited about our guest today. I have been following her, kind of stalking you a little bit, Bex, but sorry about that. And um, her name is Bex Baruki. She is the founder of Bex Life and the Blissed In Wellness Movement. She just released this book, Simple 4-Minute Meditation for Inspiration, Transformation, and True Bliss. And it was released by the one and only Hay House. I mean, is there another publication company? I don't know, but that's the one that I love. (laughs) So fabulous for her. And I've kind of seen her for a few years and was following her. And then all of a sudden on my Instagram one day, like storm of people were like holding her book, like Nitika and all these people. And I'm like, whoa, I got to connect with this girl again. And then to find out she's also a Jersey girl like me. So I was like, this woman needs to be on my podcast. (laughs) (laughs) So a little bit about Bex. As I said before, founder of Bex Life and the In Wellness Movement. Mother of five, while well, she does all this, people. So if you think you don't have time, think again. TV host, meditation guide, author, speaker, birth doula, fitness, and yoga instructor, and popular social media personality. She also travels extensively, sharing her love for yoga, wellness, and meditation at her exclusive workshops, luxury retreats, and public events. At the end of the show, guys, I'll give you in the show notes, it will have the book so you can go grab your own copy. So without further ado, welcome back. So happy to have you here. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you so much. You're so welcome. And I'm excited for you. Like I said, I had you on my radar and then I just saw like your book, your book, your book. And I'm like, all right, I need to go talk to her. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's working then. Good. My efforts are doing well for me. Your efforts are doing well. So this is awesome. And I'm excited to get talking to you about how, you know, three ways that you channel your inner goddess and really rock that. But before we even get into it, tell me what it's like to be a mother of five and be doing all of the amazing things that you're doing and being of service to so many women. Like, how is it balancing? How do you like maintain that that inner goddess strength <laughs> while you're doing all this? It's interesting. I get this question
1: a lot, mm-hmm. um, of course, because it isn't normal for someone to, or it's not common, I'll say, for someone to have five children, but. I don't know anything else. Mm. I've been a mother for almost 20 years now. My oldest is 19 and she's a freshman at Ithaca College. She's awesome. Mm. And I became a mother before I was a woman myself. I was only 19 when I had her. I was 18 when I got pregnant. So I only know what it's like to take care of other people and to create balance and to navigate the world with people hanging off of me, literally. So it's kind of hard for me to answer. I think that the way that I achieve balance and peace and calm in my own life is through my meditation practice. It's through constantly seeking to be grounded, to be centered, and that's how my practice was formed I've been meditating forever, but how it came to be what it is today is me constantly feeling that need to check in and then allowing myself to do that through these little stolen moments here and there, four minutes here and there to connect with myself and to check in with my intention. So I don't know if this is the way
0: to do it, but it's the way that I did. it. (laughs) Yeah, no, I think it's cool. I mean, I don't think there is the way you hear people that say, this is the way you build your business, or this is the way maybe for that person, like, yeah, webinars, they're great to build businesses. But if you don't like mm-hmm. doing webinars, don't go do a webinar. Or Like if you don't like teaching in front of people, maybe that everyone has their own different way. I happen to love chatting and talking. So that's why I'm like, I'm doing a podcast for my own selfish reasons, because I enjoy talking to people and chatting it up and finding out about their lives. So I love that your way happens to be finding these little snippets of time here and Mm -hmm. there and sharing that with other women is so powerful because I always say to my clients, even if you have just two minutes, three minutes to four minutes, Mm -hmm. as you say, to meditate or go into the bathroom, lock yourself in the bathroom, like say some prayers, do some breath work and then come back out. That little space that you create is golden and it's really yeah those little small steps that we take every day to support ourselves to ground ourselves that compounded over 365 days will absolutely make a difference in our lives
1: absolutely it's not that i am against the grand gesture it's i love the idea of being able to really indulge in self-care and to get away or to be by myself for a long period of time I won't say that I don't have time for it because I think that's a really lame excuse. (laughs) But I will say that I really don't have a deep burning desire to have this big practice because I do love my life. I do love being engaged in it. I do love the everyday chaos and being part of that. So for me, these little stolen moments here and there are what allow me to recharge, allow me to reconnect, allow me to show up for the next thing with the most vitality and the most enthusiasm. And that's enough for me. Mm. And when I feel like I need something more, like I just booked a weekend in the wilderness with some wolves, I think are going to be there and some other women and we're going to be doing some (laughs) goddess rituals. I don't know what's going to happen. I just put the money out and said, I'm going. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like my kind of trip, wolves and goddesses together. Hello. (laughs) There'll definitely be wolves there. So I do that too every once in a while, but for the everyday, for like when people say, how do you maintain? How do you do it? It's my meditation practice every single day religiously for the past 24 years. So.
0: Yeah, that's powerful. And I think that that's such a great way to segue into like, what are some other ways that you rock your goddess and keep yourself balanced in your work and your personal life and really honoring that inner goddess and what your definition of goddess might even be. But I love that you talk about this small little teeny things that you do every day. It's not about booking a spa or going away for this luxurious weekend. And while those are nice once in a while, those aren't realistic to have every single day. So what is it that but, you know, you keep yourself balanced by these little teeny things each day and that four minutes of meditation. So what would you say for you? I mean, firstly, what your definition of a goddess really is? What would that be for you? Gosh, it's so funny. I told you before we started recording,
1: I've mm. never gotten this question. And this is interesting for me to, to say it articulate it for the first time. As soon as you said it, I thought of my mother, mm. like through and through. And my mother, when I was eight years old, decided that she wanted to be a bodybuilder. So my mother was this flower child, really like earth mama. She had like wizards and fairies around the house and like all of that. (laughs) She was in art videos, art movies at the time. And she said, maybe we got naked. So that was my mom. And then when I was eight, she decided she wanted to be a bodybuilder which was really cool for me hanging out at the gym and seeing her. And this was like the 80s. So women were just starting to get into the sport. And it was a brand new sport in and of itself. And she was this tiny woman, but so super strong and so passionate about the things that she was into. And she was good at everything. She was a fantastic artist. She was very strong, very outgoing, very beautiful. She had this very cool energy that really attracted people. So I guess goddess for me is just a woman who is constantly in expression of her desires, her wants, her passions. And while my life looks nothing like my mother's and I'm very different from her in a lot of different ways, I feel like that kind of goddess energy lives in me now and even bigger. All the things that she was afraid to do in life because she had her little insecurities about expressing herself in certain ways. I think that I am doing that for her and through her spirit. So yeah, a goddess is just someone who's just like rocking her expression of whatever she wants. I love
0: that definition. And I love that your beautiful mother came through and what a powerful woman she was. And I think that even as you're talking, I'm thinking about my own mother. She's a really strong, kind-hearted woman. Now, she also has a lot of fear, right? And I think that the fear has lessened in me. And then I think the goal Mm -hmm. is to like each generation passed down less and less and less so that more yeah. of us can be fully expressed. I think that um, as a mother, I and mean, you are a mother of five, mm-hmm. that the goal always is to like have your children have better or be better or have more opportunity type things. So I'm sure she's like, my daughter is a fucking rock star right now.
1: (laughs) And I think about that, you know, I have five children, three of whom are girls and for my Mm. boys too, though, but it's really important for me to, even when I, if I have insecurities or have doubts about myself, I do express them, but I talk through them and my kids see that. So they see the other side of it. And you know, the 19 year old, she's off on her own right now and really taking care of herself fantastically at school. And she expresses herself in a way that I don't think I would have been brave enough to when I was her age, just politically. And when she talks about sexuality and her relationship with her own body and just like what's going on in the world, she's very outspoken, very cool, very confident. And that's not something that I really embodied until my 30s. So Mm -hmm. I'm excited to see that, that evolution of the goddess from my mom to me to her, And you were asking, how do I nurture that? And I Mm. think that, you know, more recently, I've really been on this journey of breaking down, peeling back the layers of the way that I express myself to get down to the, the real truth of the matter, whether it's in an argument or even in love or relationships. And I had a conversation with the 19 year old the other day, and we're having a little bit of a disagreement. And <laughs> and she was giving me what I felt was bullshit. Like it just wasn't the truth. And I said, okay, Winona is her name. And I said, Winona, let's just take a breath. We're just going to sit for 10 seconds. We're going to meditate on this for just like 10 seconds, maybe 10 breaths, if you really want to give it some time and heal back all the stuff all the attachment to how you want me to react and how you want to be perceived and all of that and just say exactly what you mean. Just say the truth. And she did. It was mind-blowing because I was not expecting that. I wasn't expecting her answer and for it to feel so truthful. And my practice has been to really do that in all my interactions. So it's constant meditation on truth And in that, I have felt so powerful and gotten so much respect and felt so honored and felt like I'm honoring myself and getting this respect from other people. That feels very goddess-like. That Mm. feels so powerful, like I'm really owning my space and owning my intentions.
0: I love your definition of the goddess. And I also love how you talk about just being this truth seeker and holding Mm. space, like, oh, so powerful. And just having this conversation with your daughter and holding space to like, peel back the layers and the different illusions, right? I always say, I bring my map, you bring your map. And then we throw our maps on top of each other. And then we create Mm -hmm. this other story that comes out. But what's the truth? Let's get to the truth. Mm -hmm. Let's just sit for a second. And Let's honor each other, and I just love that. I always think, for me, when I think of a goddess, I think of a woman that has a steel rod within her. You know, mm. soul to the earth, rooted to like the core of Mother Earth, and then on the outside is whimsical and flowing and vulnerable and soft, like goes with the winds. But that core, this is my truth. This is who I am. is so important, and it's so important, like setting our boundaries and speaking up. But I love that you created space for her. Yeah, like this is bullshit. Let's just take it. Just yeah. take a moment. <laughs> yeah. Let's take a yeah. moment. Let's take a breath. I just love that, and I think that that's so important. I have a stepson, and he's nine, and this is so funny, Bex, because he he had this ten day period where it was no gaming, no electronics, no mm-hmm. TV, and he was just reading. And he loves crystals. He's very like Earth child. Or Rainbow Child, or whatever they call them right now. And so, oh my God, I can't keep up with the names, but <laughs> whatever. But he came to me and he called me one night because he was at his mother's house and he said, asking for me. And I got on the phone and I said, hey, what's up? And he said, oh my God, I totally had, I forgot for a moment, a moment of amnesia. He forgot he wasn't supposed to play the games. He played games when he was at his friend's house and he's so sorry and gutta. And I was like, you know what, of course, he's not a goddess, but like he was honoring his truth. He was Mm -hmm. being truthful. And he wasn't he could have been sneaky and lied and all of those things in that moment. And I always say to myself, as a goddess, how do you react to this? Like, what do you say to this young person? Or what do you do in these different moments? You know what, we honor truth, we honor honesty. And because you were honest, okay, so let's just restart tomorrow. How does that sound? He said, Okay, cool. Yeah. And that's another part of, I think, the integrity of
1: your own truth and then honoring other people's truth. It's like, what kind of energy am I welcoming? And what do I want the outcome to be after I say the thing or I hear the thing? So if you are inviting truth and then you're putting out these negative consequences or these negative reactions every single time, what's that outcome going to be? Like, how does that Mm -hmm. serve you? So I really appreciate it when people are truthful. I don't want to say something that's wholly negative, but it's rare. It's hard to find. Not because people are trying to be dishonest. It's just because they're fearful Mm. or that's the way they've been trained to interact. My practice in being honest is also to train other people to feel comfortable with being honest with me. And there isn't that negative consequence that they're anticipating. It's been rocky. I mean, there's, there's sometimes, <laughs> sometimes I'm a little bit too harsh for their taste, or they'll say something that I was not prepared for. It's been rocky, but in the end, it's strengthened every single relationship that I have. So I'm sticking with it.
0: No, I love the being honest when it comes to really being a, a powerful woman and goddess. Like being mm-hmm. honest is so, I am in love with you because I just like love the fact that you also said... That you are also a space, like you try to be a space that receives the honesty because that is so, I think especially as women, is so hard and that's where we get caught up in, I can only speak for myself, so that's where I have gotten caught up in the past in people pleasing or saying Mm -hmm. certain things in fear that you won't like me or you won't love me or you won't think that I'm whatever, fill in the blank. And I always try to be that really open, honest space where people can come and give me honest feedback or talk to me in a real honest way. And I'll say, just like you said, it can be rough. It can be really Mm -hmm. intense sometimes because you're just like, "Oof, that really stung. But I would rather be a space for feedback and honesty than people not feel comfortable and even coming to talk to me about it. Yeah.
1: I mean, it's really going to take all of us continue to create these spaces. So they start up as like really tiny spaces just around us and in our specific interactions. And then we have to create this bigger culture of truth and honesty and honoring what women's voices and and our desires, because it's justifiable that we feel afraid Mm. to express ourselves. Because if someone doesn't like us, because we haven't been in a position of power, or at least in government or in corporations, we haven't had that position of power, that there are real consequences to people not liking us or not thinking we're pretty enough or we're not sweet enough or we're not nice enough, whatever. So it's up to us to continue to train the culture to a different mindset. And that's why you know with my boys, and I think my boys even more so, I really try to be that powerful, outspoken woman, not in volume, you know, it's not Mm. that I have to be really loud or I have to be overpowering, but it's, this is what I want. I'm being very, very clear. I am someone to be respected. I am someone to be heard and honored. And if you don't like it, that's cool. You can disagree with me. You can stand up to me, but we're going to have an equal conversation here Mm. and telling you, I don't know if it's magic. I just got lucky or if it's from method, but I have five kids now. The little one doesn't count. She's two and she just is terrible, but
0: (laughs) (laughs) She does, what,
1: she does what she wants. <laughs> but the older four, in all the years that I've been a mom, I've never really, ha- I could count on one hand the times that they've maybe talked back. And when I say talk back, it might be like rolling their eyes or mumbling under their breath. Like I don't get no's, I don't get disrespect. We have disagreements, lots of them, but we have conversations that are, I think a result of me just constantly standing in that statement of, I am someone to be respected and honored. Mm -hmm. And I think my girls show that too. They're powerful little goddesses themselves.
0: I think what I keep hearing you say too is that like you're just a demand and a space for respect and honor because you do that to yourself. And therefore, because children, you could be like, do this, do this, do this. But if you're not doing that if you're not embodying that if you're not being that and they see that they're like Mm. yeah they smell that from like a mile away because they're such little truth seers they're gonna see exactly what's going on even if i have like a stirring where i feel like i'm gonna cry i like my stepson will be like and what's the matter what do you mean what's the matter what's going on i'm like what do you mean what's going on so I think that's so powerful, I mean, not just for your children, but for everyone to really embody and be that space. And you're right, like we're in such a pivotal time right now. And I think for so long, we've been in this patriarchal world and the world is craving and yearning for the feminine energy and for that feminine to like rise up but the feminine doesn't mean girly girl it means powerful and vulnerable and honest and truthful and all these qualities that you've been describing on how you are rocking your goddess on a daily basis and so I think that's just really great because it's not like well what can I do what can I do to make change right now no just work on yourself just be you Just be, just be Mm -hmm. and be in a way that feels like it's
1: lifting you up, feels like relief. And when you're saying this truth, it feels like you've really let something go. Like you've really let something off of your shoulders, off your chest. Instead of this, because too many times when we're expressing ourselves and we're saying something that's scary, it just feels like we're adding more burden because we're adding all this worry to the mix. So when I say something, it is with full intention. This is what I need to say. I'm giving you the whole package. I'm putting a pin in it. It's in your court now. Like Mm -hmm. I'm not holding on to any part of this. And it's just right now even talking about it, like I feel really light. Mm -hmm. I feel really like I'm on a path towards my own enlightenment and tapping in more to my purpose and in more into sisterhood and more into this bigger purpose of really, you know, the feminine rising. It's gosh, we've been ruling the world for so long. Like I don't even know. You have to just kind of come out. It's not even like a rising. It's just come out of the closet, ladies. Like we've been here. We've been doing this. Just let the world see us.
0: Yeah. I think it's almost an acknowledgement. Yeah. Because it really is. For every good man, there's a, a stronger woman, However, that saying goes, there's a stronger woman behind them or, or whatever. But it's true. And I think, and if you look back, Greek mythology and all these things, like it was really the women that were like the rulers and these powerful, mm-hmm. revered. So it's just coming out and say, claiming our worth and our value of what we are and, and asking for it and stepping up. Something that I'm so adamant about is just women asking for their value and standing and like, no, I'm not going to do this for free. Or no, I'm not going to sit here and do 90 hours of work when Joe sitting next to me doing yeah. less and making more. So I think that that's it's just important. Like you said, come out of the closet, claim your power, claim who you are as a woman and And yeah, I think there's a lot of being that needs to be done.
1: (laughs) And do it and do it for yourself. So we are talking to women, we're talking to entrepreneurs, business owners, you know, women who are working, but then women in the home too. When I've done this practice and this could be like a goddess practice too, when I'm folding my family's laundry, I actually love to do the laundry now. And I sit in my little space and I have like a little, an altar in my laundry room. I have the whole setup in there. (laughs) And I sit in this pretty little space that no one else dares enter because they would have to help. And as I'm folding it, I say to myself, really, like I love doing this. I love taking care of my family. I'm such a good homemaker. Mm. I'm so good at making my family feel good and look good and smell good. And and I take pride in all these little things that I do for them. And that is an acknowledgement to myself of my own worth. No, I don't get paid for it, but the value is there. And me appreciating it even if it's not vocalized by my family, like I know they appreciate it. I know that they see and feel the care that I put into the things that I do for them because I energetically do it. I do it with intention.
0: Yeah, intention is everything. I love that you incorporate your spiritual practice into simple everyday routines that you're doing. So here you have an altar, like ladies, listen up, how you can kind of combine (laughs) these two things. No one's coming into the laundry room to help you. So I think that that's so... (laughs) I love that. Like I really love that. And I love the intention that you set for you being the woman of the household and the energy that you're putting and infusing into the home. And I'm sure you do the same when it comes to your business as well.
1: Oh, absolutely. It's really, again, it's truthfulness. And there are times I think we can both relate to when you have this business and there are demands that you participate like on a daily basis. And sometimes you are just calling it in. And I can see the response, how different it is when I'm just like, I'm just going to put this out there and see what happens. Or I'm just going to do this good enough effort. And you know, my heart, my soul, or the intention isn't there. And it's okay. I have to settle sometimes. I'm like, all right, that was fine. I wasn't feeling that great that day. But I see the difference in response from when I'm truly, I'm about this post or I'm about this Instagram or I'm about this vlog. And the response, even when it's not my intention to get a big response, but when I know my heart is there, it's night and day. It's all about the energy. I'm not a very woo-woo person, but I I guess I might be. I really believe when the energy is there, it is felt and it is reciprocated. It's always my intention to try my best. And when it's not stellar, then I'm okay with that too. But I see the difference.
0: I think that that's really key. I can definitely relate to you, Bex, in that when I put something out there that's like really heartfelt, really, um, there's like a real deep meaning and a profound message that I'm sharing, the response is like, whoa. Whereas when I just shoot something out for like, oh, look at this pretty da-da-da-da-da. And not that it's like right <laughs> or wrong. They're both great, but one of them is more from my heart and more soulful and more just intentional on what the message and the meaning is. Whereas the other one might have just like a little residual ego or something in it that might not translate as well. Right, yeah. And it's all fine. It's all a practice. Absolutely. It's just being aware of it. It's just look at it and go, Okay, that's I'm curious about that. What is that about? I get the the lesson, and you move on. Especially with social media too. Like I try so hard not to get wrapped up and like looking at different. This person's that. There was someone that just wrote um article on the Huffington Post, and she had five Instagram pictures, and she wrote about what actually because it was her and her fiance. But actually, right after this, we got in a massive fight. It almost ended our relationship. She was just giving like the truth behind what was actually being posted and it was really powerful. So mm-hmm. just remind you to just be as honest as you can be in everything that you're creating out there. Yeah, absolutely. So when it comes to woo woo, I know you said you're not too woo <laughs> <laughs> when it comes to woo woo, what is one woo woo item or thing that you love doing that you want to share with the women today? Well, you know, I was thinking about that. I have a thing for numbers and
1: I don't study numerology. or really know what the numbers mean, but I have this affinity towards odd numbers. So when I'm doing anything, even if I'm designing a graphic, if I'm like putting the size out, like I might make it, if it's square, I might make it like 777 pixels by 777 pixels. Like I'm very, (laughs) very specific about the numbers that I use in everything. A little superstition, a little, just a little bit of fun, but that is something I do. And I think that there's energy there. 777 happens to be a number that's very special to me uh, that came to me a lot after my mother passed. So every time I see it, it's like, oh, she's here. She's watching. So I try to put it into as many things as I can.
0: When it comes to numbers, I mean, there's so much power in it. So something as simple as that is absolutely just magical and woo-woo. So sorry, sorry, you're woo-woo. (laughs) Woo-woo. I am. Um, and when it comes to spiritual books that have really supported mm. you or made an impact on your life in some way, what would your recommendation or suggestion be to the ladies to go out there and grab? Aside from ladies, her book, of course, her book, her book.
1: <laughs> so I always say "Be Here Now" by Ram Dass because that was mm. the book that started it all for me when I was 15 years old. But I'm changing it up today because. I have received an advance copy, and and by the time they hear this, it will be out of um, Lauren Handel Zander's book, Maybe It's You. And this book, I mean, it's such like a typical self-help title, and you're like, of course it's me. But this book has kicked my ass and rocked my world, and I am doing this work more intentionally than I've done anything in my life, and it has just been incredible. So that's the book of the moment.
0: Whoa! All right, I'm yeah. like as soon as you said that, I was like, I'm over here writing it down. I'm like, okay, yeah. I'm gonna have to yeah. oh, side note get her name spelling correctly before I let you go today. <laughs> it's, That's it's awesome. So well, I'll actually put for all you ladies listening, everything will be in the show notes, so you can just go back and scroll there, and I'll have all the links to it. So fabulous that Lauren's book will be out. Maybe it's you. That sounds so intriguing. It's, it's good. Too. It's real juicy. I'm scared. I'm like looking at the name that I wrote down. <laughs> I'm like, maybe it's me. What? Oh my God. Awesome. Bex. Well, it's been so much fun connecting with you before you go. Can you tell the ladies where they can best find you? Like your social media handles and your website mm-hmm. and all that good stuff. Sure. I love social media and I'm always on and you can find me
1: at Bex life, B-E-X-L-I-F-E, on all the platforms, especially Instagram and Facebook and I would love for them to stop by and learn more about my book at bexlife.com book and pick that up. I have lots of goodies, bonuses, all the good stuff for them there. And just say hello, because I, I love hearing from everybody.
0: <laughs> yes, definitely reach out to Bex. And I'll have all of that info that she just shared with you. I just wanted to remind you go to the show notes. And Oh, Bex, thanks so much for joining me today. I really appreciate you taking some time out to be with us. It's my pleasure. I had a lot of fun. Thank you. Yeah, me too. You're so welcome. And for everyone listening in, thanks so much for joining. Until next time, wishing you an amazing day. So I hope you enjoyed this episode, you guys. And for those of you listening in If you email me today, malaine at com, today only, I will send you a special meditation package in honor of Beck's meditation book. I'll send you a special meditation package. So make sure you email me today to grab your package. All right, sending you lots of love. Bye.